0: I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning in. And God bless. We I mean, all are excited about what God's been doing all over this world. If not, you need to watch the real news, not the fake stuff. You need to watch the real news because God's been doing a lot, a lot of healings, people being raised from the dead, stuff that you've never seen since the book of Acts is happening right now in this society. And that's because we serve the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he hasn't quit doing the miracles. The only one that's quit talking about it is man. But God's still doing miracles every day, and we've seen them in this house. Thank you for those of you that are joining with us online this morning, wherever you may be at. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church right here in Jackson, Missouri. We're so glad that you joined with us online this morning, but what we want to do is invite you to come and join us on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m., or a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. right here at 1225 twenty-five. Ok, Pro Jackson, Missouri is where we're currently located, and come and join us. We'd love to pray with you about any needs you may have going on in your life right now, because that's what we do. Amen, next level? Amen. It's what we do. On Wednesdays especially, we get into some prayer time, so if you need delivered from something, come out on a Wednesday night and get your deliverance. We do it on Sundays too, but there's a little bit more of a time constraint. That being said, I want to give Steve plenty of time here to talk with us today is a friend of mine i've only known him for a few months but you know we feel like we've been brothers for a while so this is pastor stephen watkins he is the lead pastor of lynn oak general baptist church in clarkton missouri where they've been seeing revival since may amen on the weekends and uh maybe he'll share maybe you won't come on bring what god's got on your heart stephen god bless you brother
1: amen let's give god some praise this morning hallelujah Amen. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I appreciate uh, Pastor Trenton inviting us to come and minister today. And uh, I tell you, you got a a wonderful congregation here, brother. God is definitely on the move and doing great things. Amen. How many believes that this morning? You believe you serve the God that does great things? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Just some scripture uh, God has laid on my heart today. I believe we were talking this is the four year celebration coming up of next level Freedom Church and God has been doing great things I hear. And but you know what? I believe with all my heart the best is yet to come. Don't y'all believe that? Yeah. Amen. We ain't seen nothing yet. Praise God. Amen. I'm from Tennessee, so if you hear the word ain't and y'all, uh that's what's wrong with me. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So y'all y'all just look over that this morning. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 is where we'll be this morning. Uh, Just got a a portion of scripture here. Uh, God has pressed on my heart to share with you this morning. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And uh, a more in-depth study of the Thessalonians when Paul led these uh, uh, people to the Lord would be found in the book of Acts chapter 17. So if you want to do a more in-depth study of that, Uh, Read the book of Acts chapter 17. And so Paul has been uh, gone for some time from this uh, uh, town, and he uh, has been hearing some things going on among uh, the Thessalonican people. So we look at that, think about this this morning as we look into God's Word. So uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 5, the Bible says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. With joy of the Holy Spirit, it it is so that you became in to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord had sounded forth, not only in Macedonia or Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of uh, entry we had to you. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much, God, for this special day, Sunday morning, here in Jackson, Missouri. Lord, we thank you so much for Next Level Freedom Church. God, I pray that this message would speak to their hearts today concerning unity, God. How you have brought us all together for a purpose. You have raised us up for such a time as this. And Lord, I thank you so much for faithfulness uh, from your people that have a desire to serve you. That have a desire to not only be Sunday morning Christians, but disciples, followers of you every day of their lives. And God, we just pray, God, that we would continue to seek you, God. God and what you have for us in these days that we live in Lord we thank you today in Jesus name amen and amen I'm sure uh if if you've lived long enough in this life you have discovered that people loved to talk amen everybody loves to talk if you're at work people talk if you're at school people talk We live in a very uh, social media-driven society, and guess what? People talk on social media, amen? And people also talk in the church. Now, as we look at this, this this morning, we think about what is going on among God's people in the text that we have read. Paul has heard of the things that are going on among God's people, the Thessalonians. Paul had led these people to the Lord and now he is gone for a season and people are hearing about all the great things God is doing. People were talking about what God was doing. And so what I want us to just think about the theme of this message this morning is the church everyone was talking about. You see, some churches have a very good reputation, soul winners, mission minded, love for Jesus, love for people, a love for the local community they've been placed in. But some people have a reputation, some churches have the reputation of being mean to outsiders, religion-minded, a fan of Jesus rather than followers of Jesus, running people off rather than building people up, stuck in the past. So my question for you this morning is this right here. What is heaven saying about Next Level Freedom Church? Amen? what are they talking about in heaven? What are they saying about this church this morning? Listen, what is the community saying about Next Level Freedom Church? What, what are they talking about? When they drive by or they come to this place or they hear someone talking about Next Level Freedom Church, is it, man, they love Jesus? Man, they love the Lord. Man, they walk in the Spirit. Man, they lift up Jesus every time they get together. Or is it, man, they're religious-minded. Oh, man, they don't love outsiders. They're mean to everybody. They have a mean spirit. What is the community saying about Next Level Freedom Church this morning? Let's go a little deeper. What is hell saying about Next Level Freedom Church this morning? Now, now, now listen, I, when I say hell, I mean all the powers of darkness. When, when you when you show up somewhere, when, when you go to work, when you go to your friend's house or you you come to church, you go to the grocery store, you go to Walmart, the demons laugh. Or do they run when they know someone from Next Level Freedom Church is going to be somewhere? What is hell saying about you this morning? Do they run because they're scared and they hide because they're so fearful of the God that is living inside of you? Or do they laugh? Oh, those people have no power. Oh, those people don't walk in the Spirit. Or do they say, oh man, here comes them children of God in Jackson, Missouri that go to Next Level Freedom Church. They're Jesus lovers. They've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, what is hell saying about this congregation this morning? Now think about this. After some time of being gone, the Apostle Paul begin to hear all the talk going on about these Christians from Thessalonica. Notice first what everyone was talking about is because they saw something in these people. The Apostle Paul, the, the, the Bible says that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, we didn't just come to you talking. But we come in the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. That means they laid hands on the sick and the sick were healed, amen. That means that they laid hands on people that were demon possessed and the demons had to come out. That means when they preached the gospel, they preached with power and much assurance, amen. They really believed in the message of Jesus Christ and lives were forever changed. So, number one, I want you to notice their salvation. Notice their salvation. Verse 6, it says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. That means they were excited, amen? They were excited to know that they didn't have to die and go to hell, amen? That there was something a little bit more out there than they had ever imagined. That that eternal life was given. That Jesus Christ not only died for the Jew, but he died for us Gentiles as well, amen? That he died for the sins of the whole world. That they had the opportunity to have their names written in the book of life. Did you know this morning, I love how the Passion Translation puts it, it says that God has our names in his journal. Amen? He has his names in our journal. Now, I I, I see a lot of young people here this morning, you probably don't even know what a journal is. He has our names written down on his Facebook page. Amen? Amen. Amen. When, when God pulls up his Instagram, it's a picture of us, amen? Amen. When, when, when God sends an email, it, it, it has us involved, amen? That's how much God thinks of us, that we are on our on his mind, that the, the very hair of our head is numbered when it concerns our relationship with God, that He knows our hearts. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth. He sees exactly what you're going through this morning. He sees the struggle. He sees the affliction. Nothing is hidden from God. He knows exactly what you're going through this morning. Listen, He knows if you're just playing around, and He knows if you're serious, amen? He knows if your salvation is genuine, or it's just something you're just going through the motions with. Amen? He knows everything about you. And so when Paul heard about these these Christians from Thessalonica, he he says, listen, you became followers of us. And not only were you a follower of us, but you were excited to know that Jesus Christ died for your sins according to the Scriptures. And you didn't have to die and just go out into eternity lost. But you could... Hey, have a relationship with God for the rest of your life here and on into eternity. Praise God. Notice their salvation was not only spoken in in their word, but their salvation was illustrated by their lifestyle. Notice what it says in verse 9. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Listen, you can shout, you can run, you can speak in tongues, you can do all these things that you, listen, that, that, that a lot of people think, well, you're just, listen, you can do all those things. But if you are not living a life for Jesus, it means nothing. We can speak all we want to, but unless we are living what we are speaking, then those words mean nothing. So many people, they talk this big talk. Oh, I'm this great Christian. I know my Bible. I know that there's 66 books in the Bible, and I can quote John 3.16. Oh, word for word, I can quote it backwards if you want me to. Listen, so many people have the talk, but there are so many people that do not have the walk. Listen, we must live our lives according to the Scriptures. We can talk all we want to, but you see, the Bible tells us that we're not only to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Amen? Listen, Jesus spoke things. He spoke the power of God. He spoke things in, in, in life. He spoke all those things. But listen, Jesus not only spoke, but he lived it. Amen? He lived it. He lived his life. And listen, as we live our lives, we're not here to conform to the world we're not here to conform to the drugs, to the alcohol, to the, to what the government is saying we need to conform to. Jesus said, listen, the book of Romans chapter 12 says that we are to conform to the image of Christ. Amen. Not to the world. See, the world, it talks a big talk. It talks a big talk. But it doesn't live what it talks. But you see, us that are saved, us that are truly born again, Listen, we are the very demonstration of the power of God, how a life can be forever changed, that when we place our faith in Christ, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And listen, we can speak, but we must also live. Amen? So many people speak, but so many people, they don't live it. I challenge you this morning to not only speak it, but live it. Practice, listen, the old cliche, practice what you preach. My, my grandfather used to tell me all the time, Stephen, you can talk a big game, but till you actually get out and play the game, that's what really matters, amen? He used to tell me that all the time. He was a living demonstration of what God could do in a person's life. My grandfather's got a 10th grade education, and he has been preaching the gospel for over 50 years. Fifty years he's been living for Jesus. And it's not just through his speech, but it's through the way he has lived his life. Listen, we can speak all we want to, but we must live. Our salvation should be illustrated in our actions. Notice their reputation in verse 7. It says that, so they became examples to all in macedonia and achaia who believed and then in verse 8 it says from the you the word of the lord has sounded forth not only in macedonia and achaia but also in every place your faith toward god has gone out so that we do not need to say anything what that means is is people could see they love jesus amen People could see that they were truly genuine evangelism, evangelistic in their lifestyle. They, they, they lived the life of a disciple. Uh, they loved one another, not just in word, but also in deed as well. You know, I encourage you this morning, don't just say you love your brothers and sisters in Christ. You live it out, amen? Amen. When they need to be lifted up, you lift them up. Amen. When they need to be prayed for, you pray for them. When they need help and encouragement and things like that, you be the help. You be the encouragement. Listen, we are all part of the same body. No doubt about that. But there are parts of that body that that hurt sometimes. That, that get depressed and get discouraged. And so we need to be the ones that, that encourage those that are depressed, encourage those that have that anxiety, they're, they're living in fear, they have that worry in their lives. Let, let's be that because there's going to come a time. Here's a reality check right here. There's going to come a time when you're worried about something, when you have anxiety. And praise be unto God because of your faithfulness and people seeing that in your life and you being faithful to the Lord and being faithful to your brothers, sisters in Christ, you will see that in return. Amen. We are here to lift each other up. We are here to love one another, encourage one another in the Lord, not just in word, but in deed also. Notice this. The church that was, everybody was talking about, that their salvation was, was, was illustrated by their actions. They had a reputation, a, a love for Jesus, a love for evangelism, love for discipleship, love for each other in word and deed. But notice the demonstration in verse 10. It says, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. How many believe Jesus is coming back one day? How many believe that? Do you really believe that this morning? He's coming back one day. I don't know when, but he said he was. And I believe Jesus, don't you? But you see, a lot of people, they hear that, And it causes them not to be energetic about evangelism and and get out there in the highways and compel them to come, amen, like Jesus said. But Satan will use it to make people lazy. Well, the world's getting bad, so I'll just sit here and wait till Jesus comes. But you see, Jesus didn't tell us to sit and be lazy. He said to go and disciple the nations, amen. I I believe with all my heart there is so much power in the gospel that we can walk into a place like Iran, lead the Shah of Iran to the Lord. He gives his life to Jesus, and a revival takes place in Iran. That's the power of the gospel, amen. Amen. That's the power of the God. We can go into a place like Saudi Arabia, I mean heavily Muslim populated, and the power of the God is so powerful that it just takes one person anointed of God to walk in that place and say, thus saith the Lord, and the whole, whole Saudi Arabia becomes a place of revival. I believe that this morning. I believe that there is so much power in the gospel. But listen, so many people think, well, it's getting bad. Guess what? Reality check number two. It's always been bad. Somebody asked me one time, man, we're living in some terrible times. Listen, this is what I told them. I said, would you rather live in the days of Nero when he lit the streets of Rome with the dead bodies of Christians? Or would you le- rather live in a day and time where all you've got to do is just pull your phone out of your pocket and say, man, I need a word this morning. And you just pull up a word and, 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 and a pastor uh, share the word of God with you. And what day and time would you rather live in? Come on, Paul and, and Peter, they just could dream about the stuff we have. We're blessed. We're blessed. Say you're blessed. You're blessed this morning. Listen, there are places all over this globe that they have to meet in caves and underground. But you know what? they got a love for Jesus. We're privileged people here in America. How many believes that this morning? I'm privileged. I am privileged. I, I went to Honduras on a mission trip one time. And, and when you go to a third world country, you see what false religion brings. It brings poverty. It brings sickness. But where the, where, where the gospel is predominant, amen, it brings life. Amen, doctors are there to, to, to prescribe medication that needs to be prescribed. But not only that, the gospel is so predominant and in, 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 in when, it's, when it's really truly believed in, the whole nation's in revival. The whole nation's in revival. There's we're privileged amen we're privileged god has blessed you and you need to take advantage of it this morning we don't need to sit here and be lazy we don't need to just sit around and and expect the pastors to do it all it takes the whole team notice this notice this the church that everyone was talking about he didn't talk about just the pastors amen He said the whole congregation, all the people that believed were doing the work of the Lord. It's not just the pastor's job to preach the gospel. It's not just the pastor's job to lay hands on the sick, amen? It's not just the pastor's job to go in prayer and rage war on the powers of darkness. It's the whole body of Christ. If you're saved, you're born again, God has blessed you. He has given you a gift, and you need to use it not just for self-gratification or for the world's goods, but for the power and glory of God. Jesus didn't say, sit and be lazy he said to go and make disciples these Christians from Thessalonica they were determined to win and disciple as many people as they could before the Lord returned this morning this should never be a place where people come to die This should be a place where people come to live. This should never be a place that's described with words like discouragement, hopelessness, pain. But this should be a place where people that have those things come and receive joy and peace, comfort. I love the song, Holy Spirit. I'll read a little bit of it, and I'm sure most of you know the song. This, this should be the anthem of every body of believers. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. This is what the world needs more of. We've had the programs, we've had the nice, beautiful sanctuaries. Honestly and truthfully, the American church, we've had everything. Everything. But we've gotten to a place, and we need to get out of this place, and I believe Next Level Freedom Church has gotten out of this place. So many people think and say, God, come over here and get, get here with us. Do what we're doing, God. God. You get, you get in our program. You get up under us, Lord. You get our, we, the church folks say this. But you see, when we should be desiring the most is wanting to be with God and what God is doing in this earth. So many people, they want God to get in, in line with them. But you see, the, the Christians from Thessalonica, they got to a place in their life where they were like, no, we want to get over here with God. They didn't know when the Lord was going to return, just like we do not know. But it did not cause them to be lazy, it caused them to get up and make disciples. When I read this, I don't read about a place that's dying. I read about a place that's thriving. Where the gospel is, it thrives. Under the most extreme circumstances, suffering, all those things, God can thrive where the gospel is preached and believed and lived in everyday lives. I'll close with this. Maybe that's what we need to do is know that God specializes in fixing things that are broken. Some of you come from broken homes. Some of you come from broken churches. Some of you have a broken past. Some of you have been hurt. You've been mistreated by people that were supposed to love you. I guarantee you there were people in the congregation at Thessalonica that had the same past as some of us, that went through the same things that we went through. Different times, no no doubt about that, but went through things they didn't understand why. But God used those broken people. To preach the gospel that fixes things that are broken. The church that everyone is talking about believes in the God that specializes in fixing things that are broken. There is not a family God can't put back together. There's not a a sick body that God can't heal. There's not a soul that God can't save. but we get to a place in our life where we think we can fix it. We're broken. We can't fix something broken can't fix something else that's broken. We need something that is perfect, glorious to take something that is broken, put it back together and use it to fix things that are broken. You may be broken this morning. But I want you to know that you have come to the place for God can fix you. I don't know what it's going to look like. Pastor, we don't know what, it, we don't know what it's going to look like, but I know whatever it looks like, if God has something to do with it, it's going to be good. It's going to be glorious because that's who God is. The church that everyone is talking about, oh yes, it, it's not a perfect church. Next Level Freedom Church reality check number three. You're never going to be a perfect church. But guess what? We serve a perfect God who can take things that seem to be lost and use them for His glory. He can use you for His glory. He can use you for His glory. He can use you for His glory. glory. You say, well, I'm washed up. Some say, I'm too young, too old. No. God took an eight-year-old boy, King Josiah. He was eight years old when he became a king. He was a teenager when he really started seeking the Lord and going to those high places and tearing down those idols and those ungodly things that kings before him had set up. God can use the young. He can use the old. He can use the... Listen, he can use. Listen, I am a former drug addict. God can take drug addicts and make pastors out of them. God can take those that have been abused their whole life and make Christian counselors out of them. God can take atheists and make Christian apologists out of them and defend the gospel. He can do that. C.S. Lewis was one of the. I, I, a great author. He really was. It is told that he went into Christianity trying to destroy Christianity. And he come out of it being a Christian. One of the greatest authors that ever live. C.S. Lewis. Because God can take things that are messed up and make a masterpiece out of them. may not look like a masterpiece to the world but to God it's a masterpiece and that's all I'm concerned about how about you Amen. Amen. Father we thank you so much thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come to a place of freedom I love how this place is called Next Level Freedom Church. There's a divine a divine hand behind that name, Pastor. I'm sure that there's something God laid on somebody's heart to give that name, but there's even deeper than than what we could ever imagine about a name like that. I believe that. Some of you in here this morning, God is speaking to and saying, I've told you, I've told you, you are useful in my kingdom. You you have gifts and callings in your life that God uses, that God wants to use for his glory. Things you, you don't even know are there. God is revealing them to you this morning. No, I'm not a prophet. Don't claim to be one, but I can tell you this right here. You have a gift. A gift that God wants to use. Some of you know about it. Some of you are discovering it for the first time this morning. You know what you've got to do now? you got to do something with it. you got to do something about it. Are you going to walk in it, trust it, use it for God's glory, or just kind of put it on the back shelf maybe for later? Take advantage of what God has given you now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor.
0: Amen, brother water if you need it. <laughs> he brought one for me. God bless you. Awesome word this morning. Amen. Uh, those of you that's tuning with us online this morning, we want to thank you so much for joining with us online. We're going to go ahead and dismiss you guys for now. We're going to get into a little bit of prayer time here. And we're going to get ready for a baptism, right? Amen. Going to the lake again. So praise the Lord, but it's going to start getting cold. <laughs> so this will be about probably the last one of the season. But thank you so much for joining with us online. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next time.